Hello, everybody. You're watching Legacy Television. I'm Jeremy Pearsons. Let's get into the Word together, and then stay tuned to the end of this broadcast, and I'll be back at the end. Listen to it. Thus says the Lord, cursed. Yikes. That was a rough start. Thus says the Lord, cursed is the man who trusts in man. What does he go on to say? Look at this. And makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. I believe I could safely answer for you that there is nobody in here interested in living a cursed life, right? Who's cursed? The man who makes flesh or makes man his strength. As long as you are dependent on everybody else around you to give you what you need, to water you, water me, water me, water me, tell me good things about me, compliment me, affirm me, tell me that how I am is right, tell me that what I think is right. Yeah, I know it doesn't match or line up with the Bible, but you tell me anyway that I'm right and that I'm good and that you believe what I believe and water me and water me and water me. You're looking to man to be your strength. You're looking to flesh to be the source of what sustains you and what keeps you. You're looking for all of it to come from up above the surface. But guess what? The heat's on, man. The heat is on. The sun is up. And he said, cursed. Cursed is the man who trusts in the Lord, makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. For he, put this back up there. For he will be like a shrub in the desert. And shall not see when good comes, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness in a salt land which is not inhabited. But listen to this. Listen to the contrast. Blessed. Blessed. Come on, I'm talking to you this morning. Blessed. Let me give you a real good working definition for blessed. Not cursed. Not cursed. Blessed. Spiritually prosperous, thriving, growing, flourishing, blessed. Who gets blessed? Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord for he. Oh, come on. Here it comes. This is what I, I've never seen this before. For he will be like a tree planted by the waters, which does what? Spreads out its roots by the river, he'll be like a tree planted by the water, spreads out its roots by the river, and will not fear what? When what comes? When what comes? Who was here like four minutes ago? The heat's on. I'm telling you, the persecution, church, listen to me, it's coming. It's coming. And it's getting turned up even in this nation in ways it never has before. The tribulation, it's coming because Satan comes to steal the word. Satan comes to get between you and what's bringing you life. The heat is on. And as long as you need somebody else to validate and confirm and affirm you and your beliefs and your life. Water me, water me, water me, said the little shrub in the desert. Water me, water me, water me. You will dry up and you will immediately stumble. 
It will not take long at all. And this word you shouted about and got all excited over, as soon as Satan just turns a little heat on, puts a little pressure on, in an effort to get you to drive you away and to get you to disconnect from what's bringing you life, immediately people get tripped up. No endurance, no root. Shallow. Shallow. Easily offended. But this guy, this blessed guy, Blessed is the man who trusts the Lord. I get my water from somewhere else. Blessed is the man who trusts the Lord, whose hope is the Lord. He will be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when heat comes. But its leaf will be, gray, will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. Do you notice what's happening here? So heat has come. Sun's up. And this tree is experiencing all the same heat that that shrub's experiencing. And this tree's not getting any water from anybody. And yet, He's growing. She's thriving. She's producing fruit. What's the difference? Roots. And not just roots, but roots that are by this river over here. And all these roots are beneath the surface. You can't see it. But this tree has a secret. I get my water from somewhere else. I get my moisture from I don't need it from you. I don't need it from anybody out here on this surface. I get it from down deep. I, get, I draw it from this river. And these trees that get planted by rivers of water, their roots go down so deep and they stretch and they reach and they find where that moisture is. You can't see any of this happening. And yet what's going on beneath the surface is this tree's just drinking it in, drinking it in. Oh, this is good. This is satisfying. Let the rain come. Let it go. I don't care if anybody else waters me. I got a source right here that's unending, ever flowing. This is is my source of moisture. And this is why in the middle of heat, this, this tree is just producing, producing, producing. Because he's not asking anybody else, will you water me? Huh? Will, will, will you water me? Tree, tr this tree with roots. Oh, thank you, Lord. That extend all the way to this river. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the paths of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does will prosper. What's happening when that tree is just meditating in the word of God day and night, he's keeping it in. I'm not letting anything get between me and this word. Oh, it was a good thing to get excited about it when you heard it. But what about Tuesday at three o'clock in the afternoon? What about next week? What about next month when the heat's up a little higher? When you're experiencing a little pressure, a little trouble, huh? a little persecution, 
Little something that's trying to disconnect you from that word. Little thoughts. Man, are you sure this is working? Yeah, I know that was a good word. I know we all shouted about God's will to heal and provide. And I, but, but is it working? These little thoughts. huh? Little thoughts try to creep in. A little criticism here and there from some family that may not see it quite the same way you do. Maybe some from, peop- from, from other people that, that aren't exactly pouring water on, on your plant. They don't affirm or reaffirm or confirm or validate anything you heard that day in church. And the whole world, it seems like, is against you. What about that day? The heat's coming up. The heat's being turned up. The heat's being turned up. But what's happening while this guy is meditating in the word day and night? Thank you, Father. Man, that word, Lord, that you spoke, I believe it. I receive it. Jesus is my good shepherd, and he's leading me. Oh, I thank you for that word. Yes, Lord, I'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. I'll get my moisture and my, my, my food, my sustenance. It comes from you. What are you doing? You're tapping into that river. You don't need anybody else watering you because you got roots. You got roots. So this is, the, this is the question, and this is where we'll leave it. What are you rooted in? If you need roots, what are they? What are, what are the roots supposed to be? The book of Ephesians says in verse 16, musician, you guys begin to come up. Ephesians 3, 16, Paul is praying for this church and he said, I'm praying that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. Now help me out. The inner man. Is that the part of you that's seen or the part of you that's unseen? Unseen. So your strength and my strength has got to come from somewhere else. It's not coming from above the surface. It's coming from somewhere else. He's he's praying that you'd be strengthened through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love. There's your root. I said, there's your root. That you'd be rooted and grounded in love. And if you're rooted in love, you're able to comprehend with all the saints what is the the width, length, depth, and height. And that you would know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Here's your root. The love of God. Rooted in it. Grounded in it. Now, don't think of that. I'm rooted in, in showing love to other people. That's not roots. That's fruits. Showing love is fruits. It's the fruit of being loved. Showing love is the fruit of the root of being loved. What are you rooted in? I am rooted in how much my God loves me. There's your root. And it doesn't require a bunch of deep thinking and hypothesizing about God and the existence of God and and why are we here and what is our purpose? Here's your root. Here's, Here's who God calls deep. He loves me. He loves me. And the more they water that, the deeper those roots go. He loves me. He loves me. 
He's for me. He's not against me. And you get so rooted and grounded in the fact and the truth that God is love and God does love me that when the heat is on and the persecution's coming and the tribulation's coming, you got roots. I said, you got roots. You got an anchor that's holding you in place. And you're tapped into this river of love over here and it's feeding you. And all the while the heat's on, you're producing fruit. You're growing, you're thriving, you're flourishing. Why? He loves me. He loves me. Yeah, I don't know why the persecution's coming. I don't care. He loves me. He loves me. I don't know what the trouble's about. He loves me. He loves me. Those are my roots. And if you'll start with that as your root, it'll answer every other question. And even when you don't know the answer to the question, you come back to what you do know. Oh, I may not know about that, but I know this. He loves me. He loves me. He loves me. And we got this picture of some some young lovesick kid sitting out on a big hill of, of daisies and he's sitting there and he's picking petals off one at a time. She loves me. She loves me not. She loves me. She loves me not. And he's going to allow this stupid flower to determine whether whoever she is, is in love with him. And he gets around to, she loves me. She loves me not. She loves me. And he jumps and runs to find her. Why? Because this now dead flower has told him she loves him. But I'm going to tell you something. You could pick every petal off of every flower on every hill in all the world. And when it comes to the love of God, it is always and only. He loves me. He loves me. He loves me. He loves me. Yeah, but I messed up, but he loves me. Yeah, but I sinned again. He loves me. He loves me. I don't feel his love. I don't care. He loves me. I don't see it. I don't care. He loves me. He loves me. He loves me. And it's never, he loves me not. Never, no, not once. When you're rooted in it, when you're grounded in how much you're loved. Man, that answers a ton of questions, doesn't it? Did God put this sickness on me? Well, if you're rooted in love, then you know love wouldn't do that. Love's not a thief. Love's not a killer. Love's not a destroyer. He loves me, so that's not him. You see that? Being rooted in this answers all kinds of questions. Now listen to this. This is it. I swear. I promise. Perhaps. Look in the book of Romans chapter 8. I don't want to be the only one shouting about this today. I've let you be quiet for like 30 or 40 minutes. You're about to shout. We got to get excited about some of this. Romans chapter 8, verse 31. What then shall we say to these things? If God who is for us, if God is for us, who can be against us. You know what the psalmist said? My God is for me. I trust in my God. What can man do to me? What, what can persecution, what can tribulation do to me? I don't need to be offended. This, is, this keeps you out of offense. Do you know that your, your roots, if you're rooted in the love of God, this is how you keep offense out. The guard is at the gate of your heart to keep offense out and love in. This is a revelation of the love of God. 
What do we say to these things? If God's for us, who can be against us? What can man do to me? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? He loves me. Who's going to bring a charge against God's elect? Is it God who justifies? God's not going to charge me. God's not going to accuse me. God's not going to condemn me. Why? Oh, come on. Why? He's got every right to. You guilty of the same stuff I'm guilty of. That woman that was caught in adultery, there was only one person out there that day who had any right to pick up a stone and throw it at her. There was only one without sin. And you know what he did instead? Freed her. Did not condemn her. Absolutely gave her freedom. So the only one who has any right to charge you, you know what he did instead? He justified you. Why? One answer. Why? Why'd he do that? Come on, I want to hear you say it. Why'd he do that? He loves me. He loves me. He said in verse 33, who's going to bring a charge against God's elect? Is it God who justifies? Who is he who condemns? Who's going to condemn me? Is it Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who makes intercession for us? If Jesus, who did all of that, if Jesus, who went to the cross in your place and died in your place and went to hell in your place and was risen again and sat you down with him in heavenly places, after all that, is he going to turn around and condemn you for something? No. Why? He loves me. He loves me. He said, who? Are you ready? Verse 35. Who shall separate us? Who's going to get between us? Who's going to be able to pull this big old tree up by its roots? That's what this whole thing was about, right? Offense. To separate you from what was bringing you life. Who's going to separate us from the love of Christ? And he's going to ask you some questions. You answer them. Shall tribulation? Is this what we've been talking about all morning? Tribulation can't do it. If, if you are rooted and he loves me. Shall tribulation separate us? Distress? Persecution? Famine? What about this? What about nakedness? What about peril? What about sword? No, none of these things, he said. Verse 36, as it is written, for your sake we're killed all day long. We're accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet, verse 37, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. You are not a conqueror unless you're rooted in how loved you are. You don't conquer the persecution. When the heat gets turned up, if you don't have roots, immediately you stumble. Immediately you're offended. But that's not us. When you get rooted in how much you are loved, he said we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And then people, you take that and it sounds like a good confession, right? I'm more than a conqueror. You're facing trouble, you're, the heat's on, you're facing tribulation, persecution. No, I'm more than a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror. More than a conqueror. I've got to say it 718 more times. I'm more than a conqueror. That's not a good confession. 
Do you know that? Here's a good confession. I am more than a conqueror through him who loves me. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.